Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Great things and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. Joe's kind of wound up today's all smiles. What, what's going on in your life? Why are you happy? You're I'm not, not happy. happy. <laughs> yeah. what Joe, get off my lawn. <laughs> Joe would be the last guy to be happy. Okay. All right. Well, Joe's here, but he is kind of wound up. You're worried about the hornets and every other yeah, thing. the giant so. hornets. I saw a picture of one yesterday. It's a kind of a scary-looking thing. It is. Make sure the entrance to your beehive is small. I have no beehive. Okay. <laughs> you do, though. Right. 1-800-795-9565 is our open phone. That's our toll-free line. We would invite you to call. we got 90 minutes of open phones today, and we'll fill it up with arguing about the coronavirus virus uh, shutdown, whether it's necessary or not. Plus, uh, Joe is still a little hepped up on Joe Biden's statement from last week. He was unsatisfied on Friday morning and the weekend brought no did, did you hear Elizabeth Warren, this woman who was so adamant about we needed a federal investigation into Brett Kavanaugh and we must believe the accusers, she found that Joe Biden's denial was credible and convincing. Okay. Gee, she didn't find that about Brett Kavanaugh, who, about something that happened in high school, but she she finds it convincing. She's Maybe just she trying to get. To be vice she does. I mean, that's <laughs> so. I mean, the Democrats have a really tough position here because they said these women should be believed, no questions asked, believed. Now they're saying they should be heard. All right. Well, Joe uh, fancies himself an expert. No, on, I'm uh, no expert. Relations, I am so. not an expert on those by any stretch of the imagination. Although my lovely wife has consented to stay with me for some 54 years, pushing 55. <laughs> well, that speaks more to her patience than, than I think than it your speaks acceptance. exactly to her patience. <laughs> All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is. <laughs> what's this? Oh, one of our emailers says, texter says, Mark, why wouldn't Joe be happy? He's on the right side of the grass. Yes, he is. <laughs> He's on the inside. I'm hoping to stay there too, Stan. He's on the front stoop yelling out. I'm on the I'm the one that's on the grass, <laughs> walking on the lawn, leaving footprints everywhere I go. Yes, well, you are leaving. I'm going to go over there and back on your lawn one day. Well, if <laughs> you do that, you'll find I run over yours. I'll, I'll, I'll knock over your we beehive. Don't have any grass left. <laughs> okay. We're done with mowing. That's why I forgot you told me about that. Yeah. All right, no more lawns. The sanctuary of ferns and ivy has no grass. We got a little 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 uh, goatee back by the oak tree that I can cut with a string trimmer. So so that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it saves you money on a lawnmower and gas for a lawnmower. So, to some extent, I guess. <laughs> there's there's plenty of dollars changing hands. Oh, okay. In the in the sanctuary. All right. Well, welcome aboard, everybody. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. As Joe mentioned, we did have that one text. So that's the only text that's uh, standing by. And that was a message that was sent to us at 70236. So we would just uh, love to hear from you. Uh, we do have one email pending. So we'll read that on the radio. I want to tell you about our sponsors. Uh, you can visit sunburymotors.com to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, 
Hyundai uh, inventory, plus all their pre-owned vehicles. they got hundreds of vehicles that are literally in perfect condition. You can select the perfect vehicle and purchase it right online, right from your home. You can make a few clicks. You can get a, uh, a video uh, thingamabob, a notary, and they'll make sure that you're good to go at the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, they would just like you to do that because you can check out online specials. It, it, it seems inconceivable, but, but if there is no Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln that meets your exact specifications, well, then you can build a Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln to your precise specifications simply by going to sunburymotors.com. Click on Build a Ford or Build a Kia, whatever it happens to be, and they'll take good care of you. And then eventually you'll get to meet, at least telephonically and electronically, Jason and Jeff and Ernie and Austin and Kyle, some of the great salespeople that are there, and uh, they like nothing more than to super serve you, which the Sunbury Motor Company's been doing for, oh, say, a century or more. The Sunbury Motor Company, it's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, routes 11 and 15, Hummelsworth. Same thing they've been saying for 100 years. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. We do have an open line, 1-800-795- Well, we have a filled line. We have three open lines. Uh, we have three open lines. I'm just one. trying to set you straight because obviously you're off the rails this morning. I'm already, already <laughs> on your lawn. You're on my lawn. I see you have your fox funnels taken off. What happened? Are no, you, I'm just cleaning them. They're going back <laughs> okay. in in a minute. They were getting clogged <laughs> right. with all the... Uh, they were getting clogged with truth. I was having so much trouble hearing the I lies. I say baloney, but uh, <laughs> it's radio, so we can't say what it really was. Well, what was it really? Let's see how far you're willing to go this morning. <laughs> Let's see. It produces a lot of methane. That's all we'll okay. say about that. 1-800-795-9565 our telephone number. Open phones. Good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, John, John. from Sunbury. What's What's cooking today? Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you this morning? Hanging in there. How about you? Doing well, thank you. Uh, Just wanted to talk a little bit. uh, You had on the news today about uh, the nursing homes and how the state is uh, unwilling to give information out and so forth. There was an article published over the weekend, fairly long article, um, and uh, there's uh, uh, some information in there I think your readers might be interested in. one, uh, this is a quote from uh, on uh, the article. Uh, on March 29th, as Pennsylvania, New York, and other states began ordering nursing homes to admit medically stable residents infected with the coronavirus, national trade groups warned it could unnecessarily cost more lives. The article goes on to say that approximately 65% of the coronavirus deaths in Pennsylvania are in nurse, were nursing home residents and in southeastern Pennsylvania, that number approaches 80%. Um, and uh, the uh, concludes by saying that the Pennsylvania Department of Health has not updated its guidance regarding nursing home admissions. I was shocked um, when I read that 65% of Pennsylvania coronavirus deaths are nursing home residents. What's your thought? Well, they do say each day that the most of the deaths are people age 65, which tends to be the population. And over, not just uh, age, age 65. 65. Yeah, right, thank you. <laughs> You're having trouble this morning, Everybody right? that <laughs> hits 65 They're gone. has this uh, terrible stomachache thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm the one this today. But anyway, yeah, age 65 and over is the biggest bracket, of, uh, as you mentioned. What is it, 55% statewide? Well, not only that, like that, they're the most vulnerable group, but they're also living in close con- uh, proximity to one another in nursing homes. 
problems. Right, which as you hear, are their staff members there infected too? So right. that that trans, you know, that sends it along. But I think one thing, uh, John, I think the state should announce where the which homes have these cases because I I don't see any reason why families shouldn't be made aware of the fact that their their loved ones are in an institution where there is COVID and there might be a chance for them to take them out and do something else with them to keep them safe. I, I think that makes sense. Uh, I, I was surprised that Pennsylvania mandated that re- that nursing homes must uh, take medi- uh, medically stable residents who were already infected with the coronavirus. Um, that, does, it, that seems to be uh, against all reason. Uh, if you know you have an at-risk population, why would you uh, require that nursing home to accept uh, a patient even though they're medically stable, that already has the coronavirus. It just doesn't make sense. Well, I think uh, uh, the, the state health department has missed the boat on a wide range of issues that have popped up during this time. Uh, I don't know if they don't have enough staff, or they have too many, or there's you know it's what what's the, does Joe uses the phrase the gang that can't shoot straight. But this idea of not disclosing which nursing homes it is, I think casts a pall on all the nursing homes in a particular county. Particularly, you go up to Columbia County, uh, you know where there's dozens and dozens of uh, cases and staff members, and I think at least a dozen deaths in Columbia County at nursing facilities. I don't know, maybe the number is nine. But in any event, um, really, if if you had an individual or you were going to enter a nursing home as a patient or a resident, uh, how could you do so in good conscience? You have no idea where these are. So, And I just don't get why the state can get valid public health information and say, oh, no, this tiny molecule, this, this aspect of it is secret. Because we don't want to disclose, you know, who has it. They don't want to violate HIPAA, which that makes perfect sense. That we don't want them to disclose. But it doesn't tell who you has who has it if they just tell you where it's at. I agree. And, and to say that it's anywhere in a county, if you say that there's a nursing facility in Northumberland County that has it, that casts a pall on all of them. And there's only about a dozen that qualify under this specific criteria. Right. So, so all of them yeah, suffer from it. the. And there's no. I don't think there's any shame in it. I mean, they didn't do anything deliberately to bring it into the nursing home for their patients. It's just a matter of letting people know where it exists. Otherwise, you've got an issue. Well, I think the state health department has missed the boat. They, they are doing some work now to try to release the demographic information, including the racial information of individuals who've had the coronavirus. They finally did start to release uh, people who have uh, attested negative. It took forever to get that number, although why that number seems so easy to get. We still don't know... Um, uh, I forget what I was going to say there. Well, we but don't know it. That's why you can't remember it. <laughs> it's so unknown. Even I don't know it. <laughs> but anyway, John, yeah, thank you. Yeah, g- good point. What would be a good solution? What would you do if you were... Uh, well, you know, uh, I think that uh, transparency is always the best solution. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously, because of HIPAA and so forth, you can't name patients and so forth. Um but uh, like Joe said earlier, if, if you have a loved one in, in a particular facility, uh, you would be relieved to know that that facility didn't have uh, a coronavirus uh, infected patients. Or if you had a loved one who was in one of those nursing homes, you would maybe want to take some action to see if you can't get them moved away or something. So um, I, I agree with you guys. I think uh, that uh, transparency is probably the best uh, solution. 
Okay. Well, and I think the court's probably going to turn out to agree with that. That's, yep, that's I do, gonna too. That's going to be decided soon. Thank you so much, nice, John. John. Yep, appreciate your call. Thanks for checking Hi. in. Uh, Buzz, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling WKOK two times today. Hey, guys. Well, I, I've been thinking about this nursing home secrecy thing for a couple of weeks now, and I'm, you know, I was just thinking, you know, today in the paper there's something about some scandal with Snapchat over at the, the Seals Grove School, and you hear different things about people who are, uh, you know, uh, what did, I forget what they call it when somebody is a sexual offender of some kind and they make you uh, put up a sign in front of your house or live in a certain neighborhood. Is and, Megan's you Law? Know, Megan's Law violator? Yeah, I guess that, whatever that is. Well, but anyhow, I'm sign. thinking... You don't need those, a sign, though. Those are hideous things, and, you know, but they're it's public knowledge. But for the most part, it doesn't kill anybody. So how is it that the nursing homes that are always in residential areas are not required to tell us whether they have anybody up there that's sick or not? Because, you know, that has the potential to kill somebody. How is it that they're not um, responsible in, to tell who we are and what difference would it make if they did it would just right. help wouldn't it what's it hurt excellent 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 suggestion you're right i mean i can't see absolutely no valid reason not to release the information uh, i have uh, a dear neighbor who uh, has uh, that i've been shopping for and you know kind of keeping an eye on for the past four or five months uh since her husband passed away she had uh made arrangements to get a, a, a I, I won't use a name but you know where I live, and that you know, should tell you everything. She had uh, secured a uh, uh, assisted living uh, apartment at the local, and had moved some of her things in there before she gave up the house to get it ready. And before she moved in, uh, this coronavirus thing started. They will not let her move in yet. They charge her rent every month, which is substantial, because her things are there. Well, that doesn't seem right. (laughs) You need a lawyer. (laughs) Well, that's what I was going to ask you. I'm recommending her to pursue uh, uh, some legal help. I mean, if if they won't let her in, I don't see why she should pay the rent. Yeah. Yeah. Just because her things are there. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that, that doesn't seem right. I mean, you pick pick one, either let them move in under their special precautions or uh, halt the rent. I, I'd withhold the rent personally, but... Uh, yeah, maybe somebody uh, who's listening this morning will call with some advice on how some how the, we might deal with this. I, I hesitate to get too deep involved in her personal situation, but she doesn't really have anybody else to help her, and I'd like okay. to make... Uh, a recommendation. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I would start that. It doesn't hurt anything to call a lawyer. They'll tell you if you have a, any you know assistance that could help there. Or, um, well, okay. we are in uncharted territory, so it might right. take Maybe some time that to sort. One one number could help out. They they ha- they deal with housing issues in general. Yeah, right. You know, trying to find housing for individuals uh, in many cases. So maybe they could send you off in the right direction. Yeah. Thank you so much, Thanks, Buzz. Thank. Yep. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for. It's why are, why why all the secrecy about nursing homes? Thank you. Guys. Amen. Yep, thank take you. care. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. I'll take a quickie break, and when we come back, uh, we'd love to have you waiting online. One eight hundred seven nine five nine 
1565. We're talking about the state uh, keeps uh, nursing home COVID-19 information private. They say their goal is to protect uh, the uh, privacy of uh, patients that are there. Uh, let's see. The, the AP version of this says a decision is expected this week on whether the health department will have to release data on COVID-19 at individual nursing homes. Health officials have been under pressure to name the long-term care facilities that have virus cases, uh, says the state's chief fiscal watchdog, Auditor General Eugene Di Pasquale. He's urging greater transparency at the nursing homes. Health department officials say they've been weighing the public's right to know against patient privacy and the dictates of state law. Quote, we'll be making a decision about that this week, said Dr. Levine Monday. Statewide, 1,600 residents of nursing homes and personal care homes have died about two-thirds of the state's COVID-19 death toll. Bill Johnson Walsh of the AARP's Pennsylvania State Direction Office said uh, they've received calls from members who are willing or who are having difficulty getting information about a loved one in a nursing home and in some cases aren't even able to speak with them to see if they're okay. The lack of information is puzzling, he said, given the fact that nursing home trade associations say they support transparency. Okay. Uh, we news. love transparency when it's not us. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> else should be transparent, but we need to keep this under wraps here. Are you done yet? I am. one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We have some correspondence from our friends. Right. Uh, Doug from Lewistown says, I think Chris should request to be a talking head on Morning Joe on MSNBC. It probably wouldn't be that difficult to get a spot on the show. He meets all the qualifications. Hate Trump, blame Trump for everything, and do or say whatever it takes to remove him from office. They don't really report actual news, just report doom and gloom and pin it all on Trump. Well, Chris doesn't hate President Trump. I can tell you that right now. Well, Chris seems tough, but I don't think he hates people. No, I, agree I don't with think you. Okay. So. All right. Then one of our texters says, Lizzie Warren is a joke. She calls Trump the most corrupt president ever, but she supports Biden, a corrupt individual who has gotten his kid a sweet deal with the... Uh Chicoms? Chinese, I think he means. And the Ukrainian oil company, along with getting his sister and brother sweet deals using his got position and name. <laughs> Slow down, Stan. <laughs> but uh, what is uh, is President Trump the most corrupt president ever? No, I, I, I don't, I, well, I think, he hasn't had no corruption charges filed right, against yeah, him. I don't think of him as corrupt. I mean, he's certainly a buffoon, and he's a wide range of other immoral and negative things. But I don't think of him as cor- I don't think of corruption as uh, I always I always think of. Uh, um, 
the Bushes as corrupt because well, of their if close you want to go back a little further, you know, there are uh, the Grant administration was corrupt, although Grant wasn't personally corrupt. The Harding administration was corrupt, although Harding wasn't personally corrupt. Mm-hmm. You know, Harding is famously quoted as saying, it's not my enemies that keep me walking the floors at night. It's my friends, my blank, blank friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-9565. Is that? Uh, nope. There's another one. Uh, a nursing home text. Right uh, here. Well, starts this here. One. The national news has reported on New York and New Jersey having required nursing homes to take COVID infected patients back into the nursing homes after they're released from the hospital, but maybe still infectious. I haven't heard that Pennsylvania has done the same thing. This is criminal in my mind. I agree. I think it is. What, forcing a nursing home to take back a patient? Well, if they're not, not completely scarlet. cured, if you're not, no, and if you're not certain that they are completely recovered, I, that was the know. point of his email, that I, they I, weren't completely recovered. Right, I get that, but I I, I think uh, it's not a scarlet letter. It's no, a, it's, it's not. a disease, so you can protect for it. You can isolate patients, but th- these patients have to go someplace, and going home, which is where they're living at the moment, I, I think is a satisfactory solution. I mean, hospitals don't turn people away because they have COVID-19 nursing homes. Right. We, I'm sorry, but the hospital won't take you today. You're sick. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, you bro- obviously have broken a limb. We, we now, that kind of runs counter to the whole idea of a hospital. Exactly. Same with nursing homes. It, it's it's a treatment care facility. Treatment and care is what they should do. I'm sure they'd just love to turn them away so that they could uh, have fewer individuals but there with the COVID-19. they should make it known that they have patients in there who have it. I don't know what their names. Well, that's I right. Don't, we don't need their names. But we need to know whether or not there are people in these nursing homes who have it, just as we would need to know. For example, I see stories every day. A worker here has been tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, An employee at Walmart has been tested somewhere for coronavirus. We see those stories. You know, meatpacking plants are closing down. So if we can learn about all those things, why not learn about the nursing homes where our parents or grandparents may be? Well, yeah, I think you should. And where should I may be, be resigning sooner than you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I just, yeah, I agree. Oh. And I, I just don't think that this idea that uh, you can take public health information and decide, well, you know, we're going to keep this this part of this public health information private. I think what happens is they're in the pocket of the nursing home industry and they don't want, the, they're afraid that, you know, populations will go down or if they disclose that they have one um patient who has COVID-19 at Lawrence's Worthless Northing Nursing Home, which the name should drive North, Northing Home, I, yeah. I nursing Home, <laughs> right, exactly. We can't even get the sign right. No. Um, that should tell people that, um, that or, I mean, that people may not want to go there, so they don't want to hurt the nursing homes. Well, I, it's not a matter of hurting it. It's a matter of, of informed decisions. If well, you, yeah, for the patients, if there's something there you need to know, they should be told it. So, but I, what I would do if I had an elderly parent at a nursing facility that had COVID-19 is I would have to weigh a you know conversation with my sibs to see should right. we move said patient. Well, stop and think a minute. What does the state do? They take great pride in producing these reports from inspections of restaurants. They tell us if they found dirt on the floor and food isn't stored six inches off off the floor, things okay. like that, so we can make an informed decision about whether or not we want to eat at that restaurant. But they won't tell us where <laughs> if there are people in nursing homes that have coronavirus. Ah, deadly disease. Yeah, nursing what do we home? need to tell Whatever. them? It's more important that we keep the fish six feet All above right. the, the meat. <laughs> All right, 1 800 795 This is the most recent one, then you'll hit delete to go yeah. through them. Uh, Tom says Doug from Lewistown should get a job on Fox Fix News, <laughs> as should many other callers, including the 
the co-hosts. Hannity clones for sure. Yeah, and you're a Joe Scarborough clone, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Chai comms, thank you, Dick, for telling us that it means Chinese communists. I just it didn't click in my mind. I wouldn't have thought of that. I'm okay. not. I'm not hip like these guys. And uh, good morning, gentlemen. I need an update. Is there any of our representatives approaching Governor Wolf's and the health person's decisions? Approaching them, Governor well, Wilson, I think, uh, trying to get at them. With, oh, like sending bills or to, and stuff. to constraints of their decisions to our PA court. Two people making decisions for the whole state should not be. We need to address this problem now, or are we going to be in trouble in the future? Well, there are some people that are filing lawsuits against the governor. There is a lawsuit being filed with respect to his, um, what do you call it, his uh, exception list, the people that he's oh, allowing that to remain open. List, right? So I suspect there might be some others being filed, too. But there are certainly protesters who are standing around in front of the governor's house and on the Capitol steps demanding that Pennsylvania well, be opened up. If you have a Republican legislature and a Democratic governor, you know, the House of Representatives and the Senate feel they had some logical reforms that would... Uh, one of them, I guarantee you, was a logical reform, this idea of using the federal list of exceptions and yeah. necessary businesses, which made infinite more sense than Pennsylvania's, and uh, the governor vetoes it. So well, that's the end of that. Like Dr. King, I have a dream. I have a dream. One day we will live in a country where Republicans and Democrats get together to do what's right for the people instead of looking for their own political <laughs> advantage. Well, I, I, I have a dream. I appreciate the difficult <laughs> position that the governor's in, but it's kind of funny he won't talk to the legislature. But he's got this fabulous six-state consortium council going where they're buying PPE and they're trying to coordinate their slow reopenings together. It's funny, but he, but he will never talk to Mike Terzai. He's off the list. Well, I don't fault him for that. I think one of the problems that I've seen is that people are in neighboring states that have le- looser regulations are attracting people from other states to go across the border to do something there. They, there was a story this morning about one state, uh, the restaurants are open, another state state right next door. It's not. And so people on the border are going across the border into those places. So it does make sense to me that the governor is trying to work on regional solutions. But there's always a dividing line between this region and the next region, and there's always going to be those kind of issues. Should he be talking to the state House and Senate? Yes, he should. And if they won't cooperate with him, that's on them. But right now, he's the one who's withholding the information. He's the one who's not reaching across the aisle to bring everybody up to speed and to help them. 1-800-795-9565, 1-800-795-9565, our telephone number. Set that aside. You're going to need it in about 10 minutes from right now. We'll do the CBS News, then the local news. On the mark, sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do shop, buy, kick the tires, harass them online and say, I want a car online. And they would love to hear from you at the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. Uh, you're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury WKOK News Time. It is now 9 a.m. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is across from me. Rob Setters, our fabulosio producer. He does a fantastic job every single day of the week and uh, even on the weekend. So we appreciate that. Uh, it is what uh, May. 
What's today? May 3rd. Or no, May 2nd. Right? No, it's, it's not. Cinco I'm, I'm de looking Mayo. At, it's the it's 5th. It's May 5th. Thank the you. Fifth. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong calendar. Cinco de Mayo. Have you ever heard of it? I pulled off two <laughs> calendar pages at the same time. Oh, this is So bad. you took a couple of days off. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. You're, I'd throw this at you, but it would hit the tent walls. <laughs> All right. All right. Welcome on board, everybody. On the Mark sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check him out at sunburymotors.com. Uh, you can make your online appointments there and purchase the vehicle of your selection online. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com or text us at 70236. One person was critically hurt in a motorcycle accident Sunday. Happened on Route 235 in the area of Jack's Mountain parking area. Alan Proper of Etters in York County critically injured in that. He's at uh, Geisinger right now. Snyder County DA says state troopers did execute a search warrant at the home of the Seattle Grove Schools administrator who'd been placed on a leave. The DA, Mike Piazza, says state police are investigating allegations of illegal Snapchat solicitations involving that individual. Geisinger is saying that the peak of the pandemic will occur in our area, but it'll be a muted peak sometime during the summer. Dr. J. Juan Rue, president and CEO of uh, Geisinger. With each county, depending on where you are geographically, that will have a staggered effect. And so if you look at it through the statewide lens, I think a lot of that data is really driven off of the major population centers, namely the Philadelphia metropolitan area. And of course, we know that they've peaked already. And so that's driving the overall state numbers. Dr. Rue says they have been able to accurately predict the climb and the fall of COVID-19 cases in the northeastern portion of Pennsylvania. All of the counties they serve will follow suit with a gradual reduction of COVID-19 cases this summer. Pennsylvania has reached over 50,000 COVID-19 cases since the pandemic outbreak in Northumberland County hit the century mark in their daily update Monday broadcast live on WKOK. State Department of Health confirmed 825 new cases statewide and and 14 newly confirmed deaths at just over 2,400 in Pennsylvania. The Valley had one new case, which was the 100th positive test case of a Northumberland County resident. Looks like Northumberland County Courthouse will have at least a partial reopening next week, and some other county buildings may follow. Court Administrator Kevin O'Hearn and County Commissioner Sam Chicotano says decisions are being made this week about partial reopenings. And Pennsylvanians planning to vote in the June 2nd primary election are being encouraged to do so by mail. Our correspondent Mark Sims has that story. Governor Tom Wolf says it was just last fall when he signed into law election reform legislation, which included the option to vote by mail. At the time, we had no idea how important this change would be for the health and safety of Pennsylvanians. This primary election is the first chance people have to take advantage of the new convenient way to cast their ballot. The easiest way to do this is to visit votespa.com to request a ballot conveniently and securely. The governor says nearly a million registered Pennsylvania voters have applied for a mail-in ballot at votespa.com. The deadline to apply for a mail-in ballot for the June 2nd primary is 5 p.m. May 26th. 
ballots must be returned by 8 p.m. on Election Day. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Finally, Vice President Mike Pence acknowledged Sunday that he should have worn a face mask during his visit to the Mayo Clinic last week. Pence took heat online for not following the clinic's mask policy, and his office reportedly retaliated against a journalist who pointed it out. He said, quote, I didn't think it was necessary, but I should have worn the mask at the Mayo Clinic, unquote. Pence said in a Fox News virtual town hall, he emphasized that he is tested frequently for the coronavirus, so he didn't think he would pose a risk to others. Two days after touring the Mayo Clinic, he donned a mask while visiting a General Motors plant in his home state of Indiana. He credited people nationwide for following the federal guidance to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. So are you should, done? Yep. He okay. should have worn a mask. Are you happy now? He should have worn a mask. Yeah. Now it'll be interesting to see if the president wears one today when he tours that uh, facility. Oh, I don't know. That's a good thing. Well, he gets tested all the time. He'll probably get a test first thing in the morning, and then he won't need one. Wouldn't it be... Uh, Can't we exempt someone from mask wearing? I mean, what difference does it make if every, absolutely positively everybody's wearing a mask? Can't you have one individual who's not? I wouldn't see why not. <laughs> as long as he keeps his social distance. And you what's know more he's tested negative. What's more I mean, important, the mask or the social distance? Which as is far more, as transference? Yeah. Uh, I think they go together, hand in hand. The mask prevents you from distributing. So if I wear the mask, I don't need to wash my hands, or I can get and I can get close no, to people. You, you do all the things. It's like keeping okay. your car going. You change the oil. You watch the fluids. You take good care of the tires. It's so I wash my hands. I put on my mask, and I stay away from you. You take you take the top ten precautions: wearing a mask, social distancing, washing your hands. That's three. What are the other seven? Frequently, I'll tell you them later. <laughs> okay. All right. We have open lines: one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. The open phone. Uh, we talked about Vice President Joe Biden investigation. Uh, Joe is quite satisfied with his denials. Oh, no, I'm not. Re- I want an FBI investigation, just like we had for Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, brother. Okay. Why, why not? Okay. It was right. considered essential then. And right. we Joe doesn't know why we would. He just knows why we wouldn't. Why not? Well, <laughs> That's well, a good we reason. We should. I mean, we had one for Joe. Let's, let's spread it around. We'd like an investigation into President Trump. Why? Why not? Well, hey, we're investigating everybody. Let's take a look at the Democrats. Democrats and the Republicans. Oh, including the president. You want a dozen investigations? No, I just president? want one right now, Joe okay. Biden. All right. Right. <laughs> even the Washington, okay. uh, the New York Times even agrees with that. Makes perfect sense. Uh, Billy, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning. Let me just comment quickly on that topic and then move to the one I called about. Uh, <clears throat> at least you can say for Tara Reid that she had uh, several uh, contemporaneous conversations with folks back when this happened. You know, you didn't really have that with uh, Lazy Ford. Uh, she didn't have folks that she supposedly told about this that had memories of it, but uh, Tara Reid has those those accounts and those people that she talked to, so I'm not saying there should be an FBI investigation necessarily, but I think you know, on an evidence-based uh, discussion, there's more there's more things, more reasons, I think, to look further into this than there were with Kavanaugh. Oh, I agree. But, Billy, Liz Warren says she found his <laughs> denials convincing and sincere. 
Well, and thank heaven that uh, Tara Reed's mother called the Larry King show, show so yeah. we have some audio evidence that from at least the this time. was being talked about at the time. Doesn't necessarily mean that the assault was real or not real, but it certainly does indicate that uh, Tara Reed was talking about it to individuals, including her mother. So right. that's that's kind. Of, yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm not opposed to an investigation of this. I think we should investigate the two dozen cases against the president, and I think we're satisfied that there was what only marginal evidence in the Blasey Ford case? Well, she, as Billy correctly points out, she couldn't find anybody to corroborate her story. Okay, so that, but still, the Democratic leadership in Washington said she should be believed. Right, but in terms of convictable evidence, that dies for lack of a second. But the president has all kinds of active women that say uh, he's sexually uh, abused them. I don't, I, I'm not going to say thing he is, sexually assaulted them. Right, here's the thing. Those were all pre-White House. The, none of those have occurred since he's been held, held elective office. Assuming you you're going to say they're true. Okay. But here we have Joe Biden accused of something while he was a United States senator and had power over the person that he is accused of molesting. Doesn't that sound somewhat like Bill Clinton? Well, is there not a... Uh, we'll get to you in a second here, Billy, so just enjoy <laughs> yeah. your time alone there. But uh, any, No problem. Anyway, is there not... Uh, there wouldn't be any automatic investigation because the case is too old. There wouldn't be any criminal charge, but that same was true with Brett Kavanaugh, Mark. Well, that happened no, we when he was in high school. to be a Supreme Court justice. And we're vetting Joe Biden to be president of the United States. I'd rather have one okay. of nine be corrupt than so one of one. So you're saying there's an equivalency just on that footing, this idea that one's each is going to a select office to which you have to be appointed and or nominated in the federal government. Or elected by okay. the people of the United States. Oh, and I guess oh, we Billy lost Billy. Billy was willing to wait, but then the phone didn't participate. Oh, Billy, we're sorry. We didn't mean to get started on the conversation well, I, while you were waiting. I think call that, back. that sounds very much like a drop call from our end when oh, our does phone... It? Okay. Uh, our phone Does doesn't that. like to let people send Once more in than a while, a if, if, if the line is silent for a long time, it, it senses that oh, people aren't there. See the lines ringing, so probably Billy's Good. calling back. Okay. Uh, Mark, the COVID patients returned to nursing homes in New York and New Jersey could have been sent to the underutilized Javits Center and the hospital ship until fully recovered. There were 4,000 beds available for COVID patients and barely 500 were used, and the ship is returning to Norfolk. The governors of states require the sick patients to return to nursing homes have blood on their hands. 1-800-795-9565 our telephone number. Billy's back. And now we're going to shut up, Billy, and let you talk. I didn't hang up. Seriously, there's some issue with the phone line. Yeah, I think it's at our end. Rob about it. No, our phone does that. If you don't say anything for a full minute, it uh, it sometimes senses that it missed a hang up and hangs up. So anyway, go right ahead. We got you on the line and one coming in. Go ahead. All right. Well, the main thing I actually called about was I'm wondering, I was surprised to hear Dr. Rue from Geisinger say we're going to have uh, like a soft peak or however he worded that uh, later in the summer and, and I'm wondering I guess if he were on the line now I'd ask him why uh, are our numbers decreasing now what are you calling what we're in at this moment because if you think about active cases you know the Department of Health is basically looking back 14 days to determine how many cases are active well for us that means you compare today with April 21st, which would mean that Snyder County has three active, and Montour County has three, and Union has nine, and Northumberland has 23. So 35 cases in our 
in our valley here, and that's that's down from the number of active cases we had, you know, a, a few days ago. So to me, we're decreasing in the number of active cases. Why would you say is this just a lull on the way to a more advancing peak later? I, that's that's what I don't understand about his comments in relationship to what we're actually seeing on the ground. I think he's saying that we are going to get a more robust peak later once we're back in circulation and people are recreating around here and uh, doing things supposedly with social distancing and masking, but just being out and about is is going to increase that. And so I think they're anticipating that the the disease will become more prevalent. But uh, I think he calls it a muted peak or something. It's just going to be more cases. It's not going to be, you know, truly epidemic. He's not predicting that. And he is predicting that both Geisinger and Evan and other hospitals will be able to handle this increase, you know, another surge that would take place. That's well, what Dr. they're predicting. But Dr. We have Fauci other... brought up an interesting point last night. Please, he said, yeah. the question becomes, if you were going to open up, how many more deaths are you willing to accept? In other words, where is your dividing line between what I will accept and what's going to happen? In other words, we're going to open up. We're going to have to accept the fact that there will be a spike in cases. There will be more people presumably die. And the president's upped his estimate now to something over uh, uh, maybe 100,000. Well, that's a... I guess they're saying now 134. He was That's saying in the 70s. That's not an official view on the White House. Okay, but still, you know, I think Dr. Fauci's point is a good one. There will be a price to pay for opening up. But if we don't open up, isn't the price we pay even greater? People are out well, of work at forever? Risk, hmm? At the risk of sounding really unfeeling, uh, I would say in our valley area here, especially in light of the fact that our one death uh, in Snyder County was actually from New Jersey, we could quadruple the deaths and still not be in trouble, considering that four times zero is still zero. Right. Good point. Right. Well, and I've always advocated that we closed down too soon. You know, we should have had a few more cases around here before we closed down. Uh, this idea of, and and again, not to be terribly morbid about it, but we could have handled more cases about right. this, and because of that, possibly there could have been more deaths, but we certainly could have easily handled more cases around here. Evan said they never had a surge. Geisinger's never been overutilized. But you also have another issue in that, and there's been some reporting that shows that in New York, the state ordered every death to be reported as COVID-related in order to get more money. So, yeah. you know, how many of these are Every real? Every single death, like if you fall off a cliff. They didn't care. It's COVID-related. It's COVID related. Because so it was outside recreating because of the COVID we get more. Shutdown. We get more money. So, I mean, the question is, do we really know an accurate death toll from the virus as opposed to the states trying to get more federal money? Well, well you, there was a case that I read about, and I don't remember where, where it was for sure, but a child had drowned, and it was listed as a COVID death. And the family was protesting because they weren't able to get the same amount of life insurance because it was a COVID death. There was some issue with the life insurance mm. because it was listed as a COVID death rather than a drowning. Huh. Okay. So what? That, that I'm sorry. That's horrible, but it's bizarre. Well, it's an act yeah. of God versus an accident, I guess, would be the yeah. difference. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, that's a good question about deaths because, you know, you know that most of the deaths occur to people in nursing homes that have some pre-existing conditions. And if you have, you know, like uh, Lawrence, Mr. Mr. Lawrence is in the nursing home and has congestive heart failure, but he's been stable for months and months and is perfectly okay, get COVID and then dies, 
uh, is that a COVID death or is that just, uh, you know, it's just just Lawrence's worthless time, you know? Yeah. And again, I hate to be morbid about it, but we, you know, we have to have these conversations, particularly since we're killing businesses. While we do this, you know, I, I one of the questions we asked of Dr. Levine over the weekend, as she said, well, we'll just have to wait, was why can't our area go to yellow right now? I mean, nothing's, so, nothing's yeah. going to happen. Why can't we go to green? Well, that's another topic, I guess, <laughs> but that wasn't what we asked. Uh, because everything that's going to be in place Friday is going to be in place now, except there'll be even fewer cases, you know, fewer new cases by then. You know, we're lucky if we get one new case around here now. And so um, we should we should have been yellow. But the do- the governor ago. said May eighth was his date, right? So well, he's not going to back change. off of that. Well, and I think she alluded to the fact there's other criteria that goes into it, not just the number of cases. You know, the but hospital. In theory, in theory, that criteria has already been decided because they announced we're opening up. So you're right. If they announce we can open up on the eighth and the criteria is right, why can't we open up today? Or well, are they saying well, the criteria? I'm wondering, hmm? I'm wondering as well why people haven't. At- that are that are on the other side of this issue from where I am, and that is that you know this is all dangerous and it's all all the cure is not even close to being worse than the disease and that side of the fence. I'm wondering why they aren't protesting the governor using North Central and Northwest Pennsylvania as guinea pigs because <laughs> basically what they've said is we don't you know we don't really know how releasing folks from lockdown and social and some of this distancing is we don't know the effects that are going that that's going to have so we'll give you guys the first try and see how you do and if you don't do well we'll send you back to red but if you do well maybe we'll send you to green but well that's a good point uh, we like being used as the guinea pigs well it's it's a new normal we had a borough council meeting last night and we actually had it at the borough office we eliminated the number of people or cut down the number of people there there were less than 10 and uh, they were spaced far apart and many of them most of them were wearing masks so it was an unusual meeting we, that's that, that's what we've done with our township meeting throughout. We we haven't canceled or done anything with Zoom. We've just got, had the meeting in our building and social distance. Well, I think smaller than you guys. I think we are guinea pigs. I think it's probably more a more accurate term would be uh, like canaries. You know, we, we right. know that somebody's going <laughs> to die canaries. this month, but uh, or we're more, we're more like parolees. They're going to release us now. Let's see how they behave. You know. <laughs> right. All right. Thank you so much, Billy. Thanks, Billy. Really appreciate the call. I wish we could get you here uh, in person to visit. That would be uh, great. All right. Quickie break. Two callers waiting. We'll take more comers. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five. Six five the open phone, and we're talking about why we can't go to to yellow now or even green, and we have so few cases around here, and our hospitals are so ready. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the mark at wkok.com. And text us at 70236. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle with a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, we got callers standing by. Uh, Dale's been waiting for 12 minutes. Holy smokes, our apologies, Dale. I guess I got yeah. sucked into a conversation. You're on the mark. Yeah, I just want to say we're all looking for answers. And we're asking temporary employees, congressmen, senators, presidents and we never seem to get the answers or we get like 20 answers instead of everybody on the same page with the answers so i mean if i was a congressman and i didn't really know the answer and i was getting you know five or six different answers i would maybe ask someone who's not a temporary employee maybe the top intel chief or the nsa but our national news media club are basically an, an employee or a tool of the NSA. So I just want to say, you know, like Epstein. Epstein worked for the NSA, and he was the mud maker. He he would put mud on our elected officials so they would follow the script. So, I like that, the mud maker. I've heard of rainmakers, but never a yeah, mud maker. NSA, he was the mud maker. That's what the NSA mm-hmm. called him. So the NSA, as I got you straight here, the NSA the, and CIA and, and former employees that want to speak out and testify, but, and they do have credibility because they wouldn't have got that high, but our national press club will not allow that to happen. Well, did, Why did, is that? Did I understand you to say why, that the why, NSA why is... allow them to have a couple of minutes? Is the know, NSA to, running to, our national press at, club? Dale is our... Yeah, I want to make sure I understood you correctly because this is quite a charge. You're saying the NSA is running the national press now. Is that correct? It's just a tool. It's their tool. Okay, well, the bar, yeah, okay. you had well, said earlier the Bar Association was running the media. I just want to make sure well, whose hands are in no, here. I just want to, yeah, well, here's, here's, the, here's the thing I was going to hit you with. Okay, go ahead. Our temporary employees right now are penetrating the FBI and throwing dirt on them. Well, you know what? The FBI is disposable for national intel and the NSA. So I think there's just a lot of fear going on. And our congressmen, I'd rather tell them to sing us, read us a love story than just saying stuff that's so irrelevant. I mean, like I said, I think maybe we need to start asking these permanent employees. Well, what are they telling us that's irrelevant, just so I understand? I mean, we're not getting answers. All of our peons are asking these crazy questions, and we're getting 30 different answers. So I just want to say that, you know, we're stop asking temporary employees questions where they can't answer. If I was a congressman, I would, not one congressman or senator ever asked, told the people, asked the uh, NSA or the top intel chief, not one of them, because they don't know the answers. Why wouldn't, are they scared? I mean, basically, they don't have answers. They're just collecting a check. This, this cycle has been happening for so long. Until we ask the permanent employees, maybe we'll figure it out, and maybe we won't be funding these temporary. But the permanent employees aren't the permanent employees. Aren't 
just just sing us a love story and don't even <laughs> aren't the permanent employees the deep state aren't they i mean you've railed against them in the past all right enough you two no i'm just on. curious i'm trying to f- find out who's yeah, controlling like it the like i told you the deep state i mean you got prince charles you got bill gates all tied in with sex with young young girls i mean and they just get away with murder i mean they get away with it well, I mean, I, I, we need to know who's pulling the strings. We need to right, we, we need go. to get behind the curtain yeah, well, and see the well, puppet master. The congressman is singing love. Okay, gotcha. Noted. Get Fred Keller on the phone and tell him to start singing. All right. Thank you so much, Dale. Appreciate the call, Tom. Thank you for waiting. That was uh, seven minutes. You'll never get back. <laughs> You're on the mark. Yeah, I got to call you guys out on your hypocrisy. Oh, good. What? Weird. Now, you you are conservatives, and uh, a lot of people that call this show, oh, this abortion is so terrible. Oh, it's terrible. It's killing. It's murder. Mm-hmm. But now we're talking about opening up the economy, and you just said it just a little bit ago. It's going to cost more lives. There's no doubt about it. It's going to cost more lives. But what what is the cost of... What is the cost of not opening the, the economy versus lives? Now, now, don't you think that's a little bit, a little bit hypocritical? No, I think I mean, it's a fair question, Tom. Abortions, because abortion, abortion. The reason a person has an abortion is because of economics. They can't. They don't. Maybe they can't take care of it. Maybe they don't want to take care of it. They can't take care of it, and it's going to add more people to the to the economy that aren't going to have jobs with all this automation. So it's the same thing. You're talking about saving the economy by letting people, well, we got to let some people die so we can, what's worse, the economy or letting some people die. You guys are big hypocrites. I I I and beg to dis- I beg to disagree with you first, and here's why. Well, first I of all, you would. abortions abortions are taking an innocent human being off the face of the earth who's done nothing. Here we're talking about what's the long term implications of us keeping everything shut down. Obviously, if no one's working, if no one's producing, if no one's building the economy, there's nothing left. There will be no meat in the supermarkets. There'll be no milk for the children. There'll be no nothing because we will have stopped no everything. Are working. Those people are working. But, but you're saying that but aren't they the same thing? Aren't they running the risk of dying because they're open, Tom? Aren't they? Are they hypocrites, Tom? Are they hypocrites? open everything up. Are they hypocrites, Tom, because they're going to work and they might... No, they're doing it because if they don't, they don't live. Right, and that's the same for everybody else. Eventually, people have to go to work. They have to have jobs. They have to have... They have to be able to live their lives. If you have to have a job, you're saying everybody has to have jobs. These babies that people don't want to bring into the world have to have jobs, too. <laughs> well, they're about 20 years away, so we can solve that yeah, problem when we come to it. you're stretching it out. You, you guys are <laughs> hypocrites. You guys are the biggest hypocrites on the face of the earth. Oh, yeah. I, let me ask. Re- conservative Republicans are nothing but hypocrites. They're hey, how do you like. feel about an FBI investigation of Joe Biden? How do I feel about it? Now you're changing the subject. Oh, no, you're calling us hypocrites because I can remember you calling in here saying Brett Kavanaugh was a, some sort of a sex fiend and he should be barred from the Supreme I ever, Court. I don't think I ever called the show about that. Oh, I thought you did. But, I mean, do you... But if they want to, as far as Joe Biden, if they want to investigate Joe Biden, let him investigate okay. Joe Biden. I don't care. Yeah, oh, they're fair not going to I really don't care. Then you're not a hypocrite. Even if he, even if he did it. 
I still wouldn't vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> right, <and> that's <laughs> the, didn't make any difference. That's the other issue. Fair enough, Tom. They I can can't. investigate anybody they want to investigate. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I won't vote for any Republicans, no matter who they investigate. I don't care. So, in other words, every Republican's bad, every Democrat's good. Gotcha. Pretty much. Okay. Right. Fair Thank enough. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate it. At least we know where you're coming from, buddy. Thanks yeah, you for can, calling. You, you can investigate Joe Biden. You can indict him. You can try him. And you can convict him. And he can serve jail well, time. And I'd still vote for him over I, Donald I, Trump. I understand Tom's feeling about, you know, not wanting to accept any more deaths, and I can understand that. But to say you're hypocritical because you want to see people go back to work and have some kind of a life, and if the well, overwhelming you, majority of these people... You don't see the connection between what he's saying. If we go back to work, there'll be more deaths, so all of a sudden, you're not in favor but of But what if we lives. don't go back to work? Yesterday afternoon, I heard a domestic no, no, violence... change the subject. Just, I heard are you domestic, in favor of all lives or not? Well, I'm in favor of all lives, but Unfortunately, no matter no matter what we do, Mark, people are going to die. Whether it's of old age, whether it's kidney <laughs> failure, heart disease, right. cancer, people eventually. I mean, no one gets out of here alive. Might as well. Kill I don't them plan now. on getting out of here alive. That's why I bought a cemetery plot a few years back. <laughs> you planning on getting out of here alive? <laughs> no, I'm gonna. Uh, I'd like to prolong my departure as long as possible, but I realize one of these days I'm gonna depart. I'll be up at Pomfret Manor if you need me. <laughs> I'll be up on the hill at uh, Orchard oh, Hills. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, good for you. Good view up there. Shame you won't be there to enjoy it. But anyway. Oh, I will be there. <laughs> well, that's true. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over one... Welcome back to the KFK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We've got to get to the telephones. we got three of them lined up, and we're going to get to them all. All right. Starting with Christopher. Good morning, sir. You're on the Mark. Good morning. I think Tom made a good point about the abortion comment. I agree. You can't, uh, you can't just say that, uh, oh, uh, uh, abortion takes an innocent life, and uh, COVID takes people who are, have lived... 60 sinful years or something, you know. But in any case, one, uh, one encouraging thing, piece of news that might be, turn out to be very useful is that there are some reports and some European countries have been doing it successfully. They've been predicting COVID outbreaks by testing sewage water. And they've been getting them uh, warnings uh, that COVID's in the area six days before uh, cases are actually found. And since our country is botched testing for since January, actually, uh, 
that might be a way of getting testing, an effective testing done without having to have tests for each individual person. Okay. So what would that tell Uh, if somebody in an entire community had it, I guess? Well, it tells you if it shows up enough in the sewage water, you know it's there and it's probably spreading. Okay. I got you. Okay. And then uh, and maybe they should be shut down a little or at least more testing done to find out where the areas are. But at least kind of confuse it to a community. Now, the, the, I found out yesterday in a Washington Post story is that one of the people Trump appointed to be in charge of, the, in charge of an area of the CVC uh, started uh, ordering ordering uh, vaccinations for for uh, things like anthrax and smallpox, figuring they'd be what America would be fighting because of uh, foreign attacks on us instead of working on nature's attacks. He was the opinion that nature wouldn't give us anything that we couldn't handle. Because nature doesn't do things like that. So you expect him to be a soothsayer and know in advance that something that hasn't happened for a hundred years is going to happen again? And if you let me finish, you'll you'll find out. Okay. I'm waiting with bated breath. He also didn't disclose a job he had working for a particular company that produces these. Produces viruses? And he decided that it would be, uh, if, public, if it got out publicly that he was ordering these things, it wouldn't be good because then our enemies would know we had the defenses. And therefore, he closed off the who needed to know about the orders to a small circle uh, that he was in control of and ordered them for twice the normal process price or at least the price that was used last time they were bought some and they were ordered some were on order anyway sort of like governor newsom who won't release the details of a billion dollar now if you let me finish let me finish the punchline joe all right what's the punchline in order to order these things for billions of dollars he canceled a 35 million dollar obama project which was to have a machine ready that was capable of producing a million masks a day. And maybe that's why the cupboard was bare. Although I don't know when this thing was due for completion, but it was in partnership with the company that produces masks. They were going to help finance and create a machine that had would be capable of producing a million masks a day. How handy would that have been instead of smallpox vaccine? Well, where is this machine? They canceled it. He canceled it. You mean they didn't start it? Billions of dollars worth of of uh, smallpox and anthrax vaccine. All right, we got to take the next caller. Wrap okay, up, well. Chris. Go right ahead. I'll give you the last word. Go ahead. And as far as. Uh, oh, Biden goes, uh, there is no reason for an FBI investigation unless there's a crime or evidence of a crime. 
What was the evidence of a crime for um, Brett Kavanaugh that doesn't exist Brett with Joe Kavanaugh Biden? Brett Kavanaugh was a Supreme Court nominee, and <laughs> it's the. Would you let me finish? It, it, let, it is the FBI's job to do a deep dive on him, and they had missed it. That's why it was logical to ask the FBI to investigate these charges because they did an investigation they do a background investigation like that on all nominees to the Supreme Court. And they don't do anything on presidents you need to check again, they do. They don't do anything on presidents unless there's evidence of a crime that's uh, prosecutable. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, we got a last caller before a quickie break. Mike is on the line, plus we got a call coming in. Mike from Milmont, you're on. Yeah, I got a, I got a little bit different situation. I'm, I'm a 71-year-old retired male. Uh, my wife and my daughter think that uh, the uh, pandemic, epidemic in the United States, is an exaggerated uh, hoax uh, perpetrated by the the uh, news media. Oh yeah. So they they don't seem to they they're very cavalier about it. They invite people into the house and kids from down the street and this and that without regard to uh, any kind of uh, <clears throat> care, you know, any kind of without being careful about it. Wow. I was wondering if there's a I was wondering if this is a widespread thing around. I mean, people with different uh, opinions about it having to end up living in the same house. I was wondering, have you heard any like advice about what somebody like I should do about something like that? Well, it isn't significantly widespread around here, so you know there's a certain element of safety associated with that. There's a slight risk when you have people that haven't been tested that you know are interacting in much the way same way they normally mm-hmm. would, and if none of them have yeah, it, these are these are these are kids running up and down the running around the streets and stuff. Where are they, the school? You know, where are their parents, Mike? Uh, I would think their they, parents would they be concerned with, about. They live with a a woman they call her grandmother who. I don't know these people very well. My wife and daughter are uh, well. The good news involved is with them, but she's not even a relative of them. I, I don't know where their parents are. Okay, Mike. The good news is all that I know is I don't want them in my house. <laughs> yeah, maybe you don't right. need the good news. Mike, the good news is that the, we we don't have widespread uh, coronavirus around here. We don't have widespread. Well, he's calling for Milmont. Center County does have it, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't well, anyway, matter. I, it's still I, infinitesimally small. I'm at my small. summer home here along the creek. I live in Cumberland County, which is oh, okay. quite a bit different. Well, we're glad that you're visiting our area and listening to the show. But anyway, so the good news is we are not widespread with that around here, and so you know there's certainly an element of safety. Yeah, well, here. yeah. The thing is, though, I know I'm okay here because I. I I stay away from everybody. The bad news is if, uh, if one of them come in contact. I don't have strangers off the street coming in my, my summer home. The bad news is if one of them comes in contact with it, it's not going to, they, you know, they can, you know, they are interacting with other people outside that short community that you're in so that it could be spread in that manner. So, uh, but, you know, the, the hospitals and doctors and the state, they factor this in. They assume that there's going to be some people that aren't going to heed here and that they're going to have risk. And there is a slight possibility that they'll develop the ailment, but they know that some people will behave like that. Most people are locked down. Well, and 
are, think, you know, are generally observing this. I, I think what uh, Mike's question is, is what should he do? And I think the only thing he can do, which is the point of his call, is to exercise to the best of his ability the precautions being urged on everybody. Well, I think you could call somebody if, if you felt... Yeah, you, I don't usually call. I don't usually call shows like this for advice, but this one's got me... Uh, no, no, that's I, a good I really question. don't know exactly we'll what to do to because I take today. it relatively serious. Because this is a real killer, especially for older folks and males. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, we will ask about that. We'll ask yeah. uh, we'll Secretary we'll, Levine today. What we'll do you see if we can get some that? information on that and get back to you. Well, Thank and you. I think we have people around here now that are, you know, this turns us into little police, little snitches, you know. Well, we, the mayor of New York was urging people to call the police on their neighbors if they saw them violating right, the rules. Right. And look at the position it puts police in, local police or security guards. How would you like to be the previously... Uh, what would the charge be? Reckless endangerment? If oh, if you violated the order, I think the I don't think it has to be something else. I think violating the order uh, is a violation all by itself. But the order doesn't extend into our homes. The governor oh, can't home. order well, me to wear a mask in my home. He can't order me not to let people in my home, well, and that was Mike's problem. But they have to get there, and that would be considered non-essential travel. So maybe they'd hook it on that. I don't know. Fortunately, we don't have a lot of enforcement around here. You got to really go out of your way to get busted for violating the governor order around here. But we'll find out. We'll ask Secretary Levine. We'll check that out. All right. Stand by Dan and Stan. You guys hold on. That'll probably wrap up the show. And uh, I think we have an email, so we will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone uh, Talk Show on the mark. Dan, thank you for waiting. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, you listen to the press, you would think the only thing that can kill you is the coronavirus. And to some of the early callers, there's a lot of things can kill you out there. How about drunken driving? You can kill somebody, an innocent person, that way. And there's a hundred other things can kill you, but the best thing is to prepare for death, is to be ready to die, because you're going to live forever someplace anyway. And I did this in 1968. I trusted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, So I'm never going to die. In fact, if I get the virus and die here, I'm actually going to have a perfect life. So the best thing to do is prepare to die. That's I'll let the other caller on. 
Find somebody with so the virus you, and say, I'm ready for the next life. So you're you're no, ready to shuffle on, no, hey, Dan? Nobody wants to. I'm not, I'm not saying I want to, but be prepared. If we don't go by the undertaker, we can go by the upper taker. We can escape. <laughs> I, like that. I might go by. I told the undertaker when I made out my what my death wishes were for burial funeral. I told him. I said I'm hoping to cheat you out of money. I said I'm hoping to go by the upper taker. And guess what he said? He said I am too. Here he was a born again Christian. Don't don't live far from here. And he's hoping to go by the upper taker, by the rapture of the believers. But if we don't go by the upper taker, all of us will go by the undertaker. But we can have an eternal life in a bliss situation even better than we have it here. Well, I've always, imagine. I've always wondered if it's so much going to be so much better than what we have here, why don't we all just kill ourselves so we can get there? Well, that's kind of foolish. Most of us are happy here. We have a reasonable life. There are people that aren't happy here, and some people do commit suicide. Well, obviously that's a sin, and I think we would be wrong to do it, but... Yeah, we wouldn't... I always like the... the, friend of mine used to say, uh, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die to get there. Exactly. There's. Uh, I've been with people at their last moments, and they struggle. Born again Christians, I've been with at death. They do struggle. Yeah, we got to take another call. We got to take another call. Dan, we got to take yeah. another call. We're running out of time. Yeah, you Sorry. Guys have a great. Thanks. Oh, but Stan only gets a minute. Stan, you're on the mark. Correct. Go ahead. <laughs> well. Chris, Chris, Chris is uh, interesting. Uh, he says Kavanaugh had to be investigated for this uh, Supreme Court because you know he was just a person getting nominated Supreme Court. But Biden, he doesn't need to be vetted by the FBI, which I guess he didn't. Ha- he had a problem with in the way the last administration tried to screw over uh, Trump with the F- by the FBI and the crookedness that went on there. You know, a lot's coming out about that. There's a lot of heads I hope roll because of. You know, the corruption that was in the FBI through Comey, McCabe, and Strzok. Yeah, what they did to General Flynn, what they did yeah. to General Flynn's going to come out, and it's going to bite somebody in the posterior. Uh, I hope it bites them all. And the way it sounds, it went all the way to the top. You know? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what they can do for him other, you know, because didn't, didn't Nixon uh, resign because of uh, Watergate? Yep. It wasn't because he was involved with the robbery. Or the break-in, he, was, he he tried to cover it up. That's what got Nixon in trouble. But it sounds to me, from what I've seen, that Obama was in, involved with the corruption and and, uh, and uh, you know the, the deed, the crime of you know in, in just, you know, illegally investigating the, uh, an opposition political candidate. You know, it's it's the press's job to uh, investigate the presidential candidates and vet them. But we, as we can tell. You know, they, they'll vet, try and, uh, you know, find every 
bit of dirt under the rocks that they can about Trump, but Biden, he's clear. He's good to go. There's no <laughs> yeah. problem there. And after you know, all, we can't, we can't look at that. And Elizabeth Warren has said she found his uh, his uh, statement convincing and sincere. <laughs> he didn't even know where he was when he was making that statement. So, <laughs> oh, brother, here we go. All right, just Let's a little muddled old guy. Let's continue yeah. this tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Stan. Appreciate the call. Uh, thank you, everybody who participated in a vibrant day. We'll have 90 minutes of open phones tomorrow. We'll be talking about Joe Biden. And uh, should we go to yellow or should we stay under red? <laughs> we'll find out green. tomorrow. Green. Joe's ready for green. You're listening to WKOK Sunbury.